Well, hello, and Georgia, we did it. It's happening. It's happening like yeah. elf. It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, I can just feel the excitement in the air. I know we are live on Facebook, and for our very first live doing... I mean, I just can't believe it. I don't even know what to say right now. I'm so excited uh, that we are live on Facebook. I I'm losing everything. <laughs> All my trains of thought. Because <laughs> I'm so it's excited. Okay, Moya. <laughs> we well, are launching our inaugural live podcast with a fabulous pre-code Betty Davis movie. <laughs> you know, that is our signature uh, theme here is how Betty Davis saved my life. And we, this one has some fantastic life lessons. And Moy and I can't wait to dive into this with you. And can we talk? <laughs> this is going to be so much fun. So get ready for a good time. Yes. So uh, thank you, Georgia, my, my fabulous partner in crime. Yes. So I, again, I'm Moya, and and of course that's Georgia, because like I said, I, I just I'm losing. I'm so we've been planning this in a while, and for a while, and um, you know it's just been just it's just such an honor to be with you right now, and we're just so happy that you can join us. Uh, you know, I'm gonna shout out all of our Facebook friends and uh, everybody who watches us on Facebook, um, well, I'm sorry, who groups we're with on Facebook. So that I'm going to leave out a lot, but a big shout-out to the Ultimate fa uh, Fashion History. Big shout-out to Silver Screen Oasis, Pre-Code Hollywood. Um, they've really been pumping us up, um, and I don't want to leave anybody out and because I, I always say I'm wrong, of course, but um, we have, uh, let me see. Marco, and I always say his name, so Marco Place and the rest of his crew, that is so, there are so many, many great groups that we're a part of, Steve Steve Hayes, um, shout out to Betty Davis Fan Club, and just so many, so thank you guys for all the support, hope you're joining us, we can't wait to get into our movie today, Georgia, so what is our movie, before I keep rambling, because I'm just, I'm just so happy to, I'm very happy to be here, remember that from Coming to America. <laughs> We are doing drum roll, da 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 da. Yeah. X Lady, yes. made in 1933. Yes, this is a fabulous pre-code movie. Absolutely, and um, I you saw some of that that um great those great pictures um in our promo for this, and so let me just uh show real quick that we're talking about X Lady starring none other than. Betty Davis and like you said Georgia this is that great pre-code one of our favorite favorite times pre-code um and he, there she is and so doesn't she just so this is like kind of a doctor up uh little I think from MDS you could say MGM UA probably for um one of their anniversaries but look how Georgia how old was she here she was 25 when she made this movie, and her co-star Jean Raymond was only 22. Oh wow! Okay, she liked she liked them young. Okay, girl, you better, you better work. You better work, Miss Betty Davis. So, when we say pre-code, and guys, um, for those of us who you know listen to us all the time, you all uh, 
movie aficionado, so you know what pre-code is. But for those of us who don't know what pre-code is, uh, those who don't, Georgia, what is pre-code Hollywood? Pre-code means it's before the Hayes Production Code, which went into effect in 1934. When you see a pre-code movie, there is no censorship, and you're going to see more adult themes. You're going to see more sexual content and violence. After 1934, you would see decades of women's roles reduced on screen. You don't see the same equality between men and women and a lot of things that you would see in this movie, for instance, you would see two people in the same bed. Mm-hmm. That would be a couple of years later. You would not see that. Wow. So there's a lot of things that take place as far as like the revealing outfits, too. Mm-hmm. You see that in a pre-code movie with adult, mature, honest, real discussion of uh, themes about love and sex. And you also will see violence, which is more graphic. So that's the difference. Now, you know what, before we get into our movie, you know what, Georgia, I uh, I often wonder what would America, let alone the cinema, be like had we kept pre-code alive? What do you think? Because what you said, what you just described, you know, it sounds horrible, but on the movies, but there were glimpses of reality. So what do, what do you think? would have happened well i think because cinema plays such a big part of our culture i think that it kind of held us back a little bit in women's roles Mm -hmm. uh because for decades to come i think that uh everything was more focused on uh like betty davis says this movie marriage should be more than sex and babies Mm -hmm. and uh, I think that uh, you would see women in more uh, subservient roles, not as equal. Okay. Um, you're not going to see any discussions that are very real and honest about sex and marriage. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it kind of held women back. In my opinion, I believe that it did. And I think that had the Hayes Code uh, production code not gone into effect, I think we would have seen um, more honest exploration of men's and women's roles and just more honesty about life in general. Okay. I, I can see that. Um, I, I think so as well. I think that, and there, and I saw some pre-code stuff that had uh, black people not going into that, that coonery, we saw, because we did Babyface with Barbara Stanwyck, and shout out to Donald Vogel. I finally remembered his name, a, a great uh, black historian, black film historian. And he talked about how in pre-code, blacks, not often, but like in a case like Babyface with Barbara Stanwyck and um, then her, the Chico. And of course, I can't remember the, the lady's name, because I'm drawing a blank. I'm freaking out here. But... Um, Teresa, that was her name. Teresa, I can't remember her last name. But anyway, they played equals. They were friends. I saw a pre girl. I saw a pre code uh, movie with uh, what is his name? Chester Morris or something like that. And girl, this black man was beating the hell out of him. They had a <laughs> had a fight, and my mouth dropped because I don't think I've ever seen a black person get the best of a white person in a movie. Um, you know, it, for that time frame, but it was pre-code. 
And I mean, you know, I'm not lauding and saying all that's great, but I'm just saying those stories just were not told. So I, so I think you, I agree with you. I think the honesty left movies, in my opinion, the genuineness of it. I agree. It's real and it's more honest. Right. Uh, pre-code, absolutely. Right. right. Um, and there we have this. Uh, look at this dress, girl. We're gonna get into the fashion. But look at the dress Betty has on. Oh my gosh. Um, and this is and so this was so risque at the time. This type of slinkiness. But um, look at the back is out. Don't you love that? Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. That pre-code. Um, do you know who did the fashions? I forgot to look. I can look it up. Ori Kelly. Ori. I should have known. That's right. Because her and Ori Kelly would fight about her wearing a bra because she was a braless wonder honey <laughs> and she had the she had the rack for it she was great i love these colors oh i agree look at these color rides. well i'm gonna go ahead go ahead moya if it's okay with you i'm gonna go ahead and uh tell everybody set this movie up and let everybody know what they're in for all right uh betty davis is playing a commercial artist and she is definitely what we would call a feminist she's well ahead of her time mm -hmm. she rejects the idea of marriage and she wants her freedom and fun mm -hmm. she believes marriage kills romance and she has a lover who is played by gene raymond he is an advertising executive and this is a very smart, ambitious, and sassy role for Betty. Now, I don't want to say too much, but will Betty end up keeping her independence? Or will <laughs> she marry and become domesticated? Can she and her boy toy hang on to their love in this crazy mixed up world? <laughs> Can these two crazy kids make it work? Well, we aren't telling, are we, Moya? I don't know because so, we, I th well, I, I think we have to if we want to advance the story. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, what I want to have you do is look at this movie as if you are a haze code sensor. And I want you to be particularly looking for scenes in this movie that you know would not have been aired yes. a year or two later. So be particularly um with your eyes open and noticing that in this movie about the things that they talk about the things that they do yes yes absolutely um well i mean i i hate to i'm with you i hate to spoil things but i think we almost have to because we got how far are you going to get into this story because <laughs> it's so juicy like how far are we going to do this uh, I, I can go as far as we need to. Okay, because good Lord, the movie is what, 80, 89 years old? 90. <laughs> 90, 90 years yeah, 90. old. 90 is, <laughs> if you ain't seen it by now. And true enough, you know, yeah, you haven't seen everything. But, um, so Georgia, okay, you asked the question, did she, did they get married? Okay, so I think we say, yes, they did get married. Can we say that? Yes, they did. Okay. Now, Let's park it right there. They did get married. It didn't work out. 
there was infidelity. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to tread lightly on this. There was infidelity. Um, it was tit for tat. It was tit for tat. Um, and we're not. And, and I'm gonna stop right there. So Georgia, you want to pick it up or or what? Yeah, I can pick it up from here. Okay. Um, you know, there are some scenes in this movie where. Betty, you, you, she's not portrayed as a loose woman. She's mm-hmm. not. You really respect her because she has a very rational, healthy interest in sex. And she is making a point about pursuing her own interests mm-hmm. and not prioritizing marriage and children. But he is not played as a cad either. Right. He's not. Right. I mean, I like there's a scene where the father sees Betty and he notices the fact that the two are lovers and there's a confrontation scene. But what I love about Gene Raymond in that scene is that he doesn't throw her under the bus. Mm-hmm. And I, so you have to see that, but I, I really admired the way he handled that scene. And I also like the way Betty is when she talks to her father about yes. their relationship, which is obviously sexual and right. which the, you know, the dad th- just thinks that's just, you know, he says, cheap, cheap, cheap. <laughs> but these two, I, but one of the things that I think is just really to me was kind of a real jaw dropper was the two, like Moya says, the two do get married and they decide to go on a honeymoon to Havana. Mm-hmm. And oh, there wow. is a very... Girl. A kind of a jaw-dropping scene. <laughs> well, they're there at a nightclub in Havana. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I, I thought I was the only one. I'm like, I girl, I could not believe this made it on screen. I was like, what I year? know, I was like, what, right? What freaking year is this? <laughs> I could not believe that. It was crazy. That was crazy. I- I know, boy. I was going, oh, my gosh. I, girl, I started getting verklempt myself. I was like, well, hold on. What? What? I was like, well, wait, my husband ain't here. I'm, I'm going to holler at him later. <laughs> it was so sensual without being vulgar. That, see, that was the, see, that's what I'm trying to say. The Hayes Code, and it was hypocritical, hypocritical because the men who were making up, they just did, the Hollywood is just to cover their behind. After the fatty Arbuckle debacle, which was a total lie, ruined that poor man's life and some other things that happened. But that was cited as one of the main things that, um, you know, led to to the Hayes Code. But the the executives, there was there's some really great documentaries on. Well, I hope it's still on Amazon Prime. I've seen them a while back and it was called the, The Girl on the Couch on the couch, and it talked about, it went all the way back to, well, the casting couch and how it has been going on forever. And and in recent years, before we had all the um the, the Weinstein and all that stuff coming out, how this has been going, you know, the, you got to pay to play, how this has been going on and how the powers that be, some of these very powers that be that are uh, fighting for rights right now, did not protect these women in Hollywood. These women have paid to be members of these these uh club memberships that will protect them, if you know what I mean. And um, they did not get protected. 
Then there's another one, and um, her name was Virginia, and this is um, during pre-code. There was time, the third is, um, what what her name, Girl 42 or something like that. Um, and if those of you who know what I'm talking about, please put in the chat or uh, on Facebook. This young woman was uh, assaulted at a big Hollywood party, and with the help of her mother, covered it up. Now, this is all around the same time where Hollywood is trying to clean up his act and a haze code, you know, it's all kind of around the same time. So it was a bunch of BS. So, but at the same time, you know, all this stuff they were trying to quote-unquote protect us from, I found this to be very central, going back to the Havana nightclub, very sensual, very sexual, without being vulgar. I think that's the key. You have to be, there's a line between pornography and sensuality in my opinion one of the things that you notice about that scene is it's all action and there's no words but I'm just going to say you know if you've heard of the phrase you know a cocktail called sex on the beach well this is (laughs) sex on the bench oh my gosh (laughs) but I was like fanning myself going oh my gosh but it was tastefully done, tastefully. though. But it, we're all adults. We know exactly what's happening. I'm not, girl, I thought I was an adult because I couldn't handle it. I was like, oh, my gosh, what is going on? And I'm like, they, well, I'm not, now nah, I'm not going to give that away. You have to see, and I'm going to show you the, the picture what um Georgia is talking about. Um, And, like, not a word. Not a word was uttered, but it was so, so tastefully done and georgia you know i'm stupid i was like are they doing what i'm thinking they're doing because it it looks like because i'm like it's out it's kind of out in the open it's like there's nothing so this is the scene they're in the nightclub and look look right here they're just holding look how she's she's looking at him intently hand just hand touching they ain't he ain't got her his tongue shoved down her throat you know it's not you know, not like what would later be seen as if people don't know what's going on. But it was just such. And so then they walk up. So, Georgia. But wait, talk about the dancer. I, girl, I could not believe this. How that dancer, girl, she was doing the dance of the seven. She was Salome, right? Gee whiz. Oh, that was. Uh, oh, yeah. She w- was just. She was dancing the hoochie coochie, man. She was like, that was. A very, it's almost like in a way, a little bit like belly dancing, but she was had very little clothing and it was like all in the hips there. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a very seductive dance that she was doing. I mean, I'm sure anybody who watched it was like, oh, wow. Right. And it was, again, it was tastefully done. It was nothing vulgar or anything like that. It was just this woman, and I'm not even going to say it's the equivalent of going to see a striptease or, or even burlesque. burlesque. It was just raw sensuality. So she was like a um, a Cuban dancer, and it was Cuban music. And like Georgia said, it was all in the hips. It was very erotic, again, without being disgusting. So, I mean, and baby, she turned them on. I, I'm telling you, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, and I had forgotten that because I hadn't seen the movie in like a million years. And girl, I was verklempt. I could not freaking believe that they were shooting. <laughs> I'm going to. So this is where they go in the background here is uh, the club. So girl, I guess they couldn't take it anymore. 
So Gene Raymond and Betty Davis, their characters go out into the, you see the garden here and start necking and then you can barely see it. But right here is this huge bed. And I know y'all like, why y'all going on and on, on? Because it is that sexy for this 90 year old movie. And it was great. It was more sexual and sensual than any hump scene, humping and boob scene, booty scene in any movie, in my opinion. But yeah, they go get on this bench. And I don't know how anybody can't see them, Georgia, because they're like right there. There's just the bench right here. And so the camera pans down to the back of the bench and it's like, you just let your imagination go. But girl, Georgia, I'm telling you, I, I did not believe. I'm like, I know they're not getting it on. I was like, <laughs> uh, they were. <laughs> girl, I was, that was like, oh my gosh, girl. But look, I but who the guy, the director... He shot it perfectly. And like I said, not a word was uttered. It, it was just beautiful. It was really beautiful to me. Yeah, it was a very sensual. and uh, But you definitely understood the passion that was involved in this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, that's one of the things about pre-code movies. You know, you, you see honest, you know, adult passion relationships. And this is a married couple and they're on their honeymoon. Yeah, and honeymoon. do what people do. Right. Well, what you're supposed to do. If you're lucky, you do it. <laughs> if you're not too drunk and you're lucky, you know, you, you'll get lucky. Anyway. um, Okay. So let's talk about the relationship. Because so to me, I think you touched on it earlier. Let me ask you this. Do you think these two people made a were a good couple, like a good match? I would have to say yes. Okay. I did. You know, even though they both thought that maybe they could kind of like flirt a little bit with other people, and and sometimes it did go beyond flirting. Mm -hmm. I still felt when it came right down to it, the two really were very much in love with each other. Mm -hmm really felt committed it, it as time would tell they felt more committed to each other okay. i believe um yeah and they realized that the dalliance if they did some kind of a dalliance it really wasn't going to make them happier mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and so this is one of the the uh, uh oh um one of the garden the the, the snakes and their Garden of Eve, uh, Eden, I should say, this this gentleman. And this gentleman always plays a lech, this actor. Um, Owsley, I think his name. I'm probably saying it wrong. But he always plays Monroe a Monroe Owsley. Okay, yes, yeah. you got it right, Moya. Oh, look, look at it. Look at Betty's face. She's like, if you don't, oh my gosh, your touch is uncomfortable to me. She ain't feeling it at all. Okay, and there he is. And so he, his character, Owsley and Gene Raymond, they were rivals, okay? And one of their main uh, rivalry was over Betty Davis, all right? And um, and so, just skipping around here. Oh, they are cute. They're so cute. They both have blonde hair. That's really cute. <laughs> As if that's a criteria for anything. Um, but no, so, go ahead, Georgia. I was, I'm just all over the place looking at them too. Cause I'm thinking about what, what I think about. Go ahead. Well, you know, I really felt that they both were definitely meant for each other. I mean, 
you know, some people felt that he was not as, um, I think she made him a better actor in this movie. I think mm -hmm. that because she really brought it, she made him really good in his portrayal. Uh, and so I, I just really thought that they were not only such a beautiful couple, but, you know, even though, even their best friend, Frank McHugh, at one point, you know, at first, you know, he kind of saves her from the clutches of that lecherous guy. Mm -hmm. And then Frank McHugh, she thinks that's her guardian angel and boom, he hits up on her. And it's like, the husband is like him too. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, this movie is, um, really replete with some lessons for me because I have to say that a couple of, of things that come to mind is, is marriage more than babies and sex? Mm -hmm. And that's one of the questions right there that you have to ask yourself. And then um, I, one of the things that I love about this movie and their relationship is that because Betty Davis believed men and women were equals, mm -hmm. she does not disempower her man. Yeah. She may, she, does not do anything that takes away from his power. Yes, mm -hmm. they had disagreements, but that's one of the things I love it. And he loves her for it. Right. I, I think the men in this movie respect that and they see that in their, in their, and the men will love a woman for that because mm -hmm. a man, I think ultimately wants to choose a woman who's his equal. He may dally with somebody else, but that's who he really wants to spend his life with and his time with. And so mm -hmm. that is one of the big takeaways I have in this movie and what I got out of their relationship together. Okay. Well, for me, I would say, I think they were a cute couple, but I think it was based a lot on sex. And I think once the sex, the sex and hooking up, and once that thrill of that, the edge of that kind of worn off, I think that's when the problems kind of started. Um, whereas they were a cute couple, I'm not going to not say that they were a cute couple. They were immature on a certain level. So, you know, I, I maybe had they waited a little longer to get married or, or just talked it out a little bit more. And like I say, we don't want to give away too much, but I think it may have been better for them. Um, so yeah, I just kept getting a lot of sex. And, I, and to me, the movie alluded to how sexual, and when you're in your twenties, you are very sexual and sensual. So, I mean, that's very honest, but I just don't think the maturity was there. Uh, and, and, kind of more on his part. Um, but I think with a little bit more time, and like I said, we're not giving anything away that the relationship could have evolved to a mature relationship. It's, it's unfortunate that um, sometimes people have to learn the hard way, but there you go. And like you said, Georgia, with, you know, I typed in that, can women have it all? You know, can you have it all? And can the men understand that when you have it, have it all? I, I work, I make money. Uh, just like you do. I may make more or less. Um, again, the maturity. These two people have to really be mature enough to let overcome that. Because, you know, some people, sometimes the, ma the man will laud that over the woman or, or the woman will laud that over the man. And that really should not 
girl, why is money an issue and you have it? <laughs> I mean, that's when you broke and poor, I can understand that. But you got money, so I don't know. They said more money, more problems. But anyway, um, well, Georgia, we are almost, I cannot believe the time is getting away from us. Let's go through some of the fashion. So I'll look, I'll look that up um, while you have anything else to say. So I'll start showing some of these fashions, just killer, killer, killer fashion. Yeah, a couple of things. Uh, I felt that this movie, not only with the fashions, but also with the set design, was very much uh, jazz age and reminded me of The Great Gatsby, you oh, know, yeah. where you have the uh, these fabulous, very lavish kinds of sets. And I can just imagine how this must have been for people in the Depression going to see this movie mm. because the apartments and the fash flashy clothes and the nightlife must have seemed yeah. so foreign and glamorous to audiences at that time. And even 90 years later, we can still watch this movie and feel the same way as most of America did then because it felt like such a foreign time and place and atmosphere. Yeah. And, and I, I was just really, to me, just so taken with it. But I do want to say one thing that's kind of fun that happened this movie was released on the exact very same day that joan crawford announced her divorce from douglas fairbanks jr oh. and she completely stole oh, the no. thunder from betty and for the next two weeks that was all you would see in the newspapers mm. was about the joan crawford douglas fairbanks divorce and so she had just launched this movie and for the first two weeks she was trying to get press and publicity about her movie but what was in the headlines that joan crawford that joan upstaging that her you female dog that witch i could just see <laughs> betty that witch and she didn't say witch y'all you know that so that girl so that's yeah. some beef that's some deep down in a gutter bc beef i mean my goodness bc era beef so she she been had it out for her. Girl, so the picture I have up here, this scene and this gown is killer. Girl, when that lady, I wonder was this a mistake because when that lady is singing, the opera lady, and she said, oh, I can't remember the words. And the look Betty gives her, I'm like, I wonder if that was a mistake because, girl, I, every time I see that, I cry laughing because Betty Davis looks like me. This is how I mainly look all the time. This is, I have this permanent scowl. I don't know why. <laughs> That's just how I always look. Like, be please. <laughs> Girl, look at the look at Betty with these boobs and it's cut out. Oh, oh I know. Gosh. My gosh. She's bringing it, isn't she? And this is like a total maxi. You know, total maxi dress. Yeah. Well, you know, to me, in this movie, Betty is also That's like a, an object of art because look at the way she poses, the way she slouches. Mm -hmm. The style of her hair, the color of her hair, the yes. way she holds her cigarette in her glass, the way she arranges her body. I mean, it complements these lavish sets. Mm -hmm. it, it, the If you were to turn off the sound and watch the visuals, it is that good. Yes, yes. I mean, so shout out to IMDB. If you want to see some more pictures, they are there. Please go over there and enjoy Thank you all for uh, for the one person who we have here with us on our live, but I don't care. We're going to keep chugging, y'all. We love what we do. We do it for you. So for our audio podcast uh, listeners, 
this will be uploaded for our next audio podcast. Okay, but join us, um, join us uh, when we have our lives. Okay, so we do our lives, then the audio the preceding week uh, will be uploaded. So our next live. Uh, broadcast I believe will be on the 19th and on us on that Saturday so please join us and we'll always have promos up and Georgia what is our next movie because I all this preparing I don't know what our next movie is is, is it going to be a surprise for everyone including it's ourselves it's going to be a surprise <laughs> it, yes it ma'am okay. surprise a sur- surprise surprise well guys check out X Lady it is on uh, you can rent it for two ninety nine on Amazon Prime and on Apple TV. Please check it out. Please see Be- the young, gorgeous, and like Betty Davis said in one of her interviews, she said, "I was never that young." <laughs> and so check that out in pre cold. I mean pre cold deliciousness. Well, that's all I got, guys. So for how Betty Davis saved my life, I am Moya, and I'm Georgia. And we are so glad to be with you. Shaka, take us on out of here. Show me the ways moving to Hollywood.